I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my big bag of onions. The cough made to California, broken hearts that boss unknown. And through this night we'll share a lover On that dark radio How the soul may be so lonely Hands pressed cold against the phone See all the stars It was the summer of 1880. In China's rugged northwest, Russian soldiers were skirmishing with Chinese forces. In the seas to the east, the Tsar's navy was approaching Chinese waters. Thousands of Chinese troops were dispatched to Tianjin, near the capital Beijing, where an army was mobilizing for a war the Qing Empire did not wish to fight. Considering that China and Russia had just negotiated a treaty, things were not going terribly well. In Beijing, the blame for all of this was falling heavily on the head of one plump, bewhiskered gentleman, Wanyan Chonghua. A wealthy nobleman and formerly a trusted confidant of the imperial family, Chonghua, then 54, was in prison awaiting decapitation. He had been sentenced to death, essentially for the crime of being China's worst ever diplomat.
Lo que me importa es el instante En que tus ojos se chocaron contra mí Ni doscientos ojos serían capaces de provocar en mí tanta brutalidad carnal luego se va one of the most influential thinkers of all time and lived in the Greek city of Athens nearly 2,500 years ago. He wrote his philosophy in dramatic dialogues in which characters eloquently debate ideas about love, politics, justice and tyranny. His rational systematic approach laid many of the foundations of Western philosophy as well as the natural and social sciences. Plato, meaning wide, is a nickname given due to his broad shoulders. Plato believed that beauty in any composite object involves proportion and harmony. He used musical analogies to illustrate the idea that we need to harmonize the three aspects of our psyches, like the notes on a scale. So the harmonies and structures within a piece of music have a physical effect. listening to my big bag of onions. Yeah. 
Even if you have reached a stage in your career in which you feel safe from the rise of the new machines, how will your children thrive when computers can outthink, outwork, and outmanage them? What do they study? Where do they focus? And will they have any chance of living a life as good as yours? At work, how should your company be structured when so much can now be automated? What will happen to all those middle-class, middle-management knowledge jobs that currently stand as the economic bedrock of our society? These are all good questions, the right questions, for indeed something very big is going on. The rise of artificial intelligence is the great story of our time. Decades in the making, the smart machine is leaving the laboratory and, with increasing speed, is infusing itself into many aspects of our lives. Our phones, our cars, the planes we fly in, the way we bank, and the way we choose what music to listen to.
it's quite nice to have a sport where even though it's it's well stereotypically I'm, I mean it's moving away from that now but it's stereotypically a boys sport it is a sport where you don't necessarily have to be very powerful to do well I mean a certain level of power helps because it means you can hit the ball further and throw the ball harder but it's quite nice to have a sport where size doesn't matter as much because finesse and timing and rhythm, I guess, in bowling is um, plays a bigger part than power and brute force. And, and how about playing with boys? What, what's what's that like? How's that been for you? Um, my experience of playing with boys has been really good um, because I've played with my brothers, or I've grown up with two brothers and a dad who's who were obsessed with cricket. I mean, it's kind of in my blood, so I'm used to playing with um, with boys, but. I guess I was quite curious. I wasn't nervous, but I was curious to see how the boys would accept me in the in my secondary school when I went into the team. And they've been—it's just been amazing playing with boys because it gives you a different perspective on the sport. Less of the boys are so worried about their wickets, whereas the girls are a lot more worried about losing their wicket and are less confident when going into the game. Whereas the boys are sort of going with an open mind and it's quite interesting playing with boys and girls.
You're listening to my big bag of onions. My idea is for a global word cloud day, and especially night. So, using SMS, Twitter, and other channels, people across the world text their answer to a common question. Perhaps, what are you doing differently to help tackle climate change? Now, using big networked big data computing, we project local and global word clouds in village squares and against the night sky. People can also see their community ideas and compare and learn from others. Why? Well, it might seem trivial, but what else is our common world? And I don't mean the Earth here, other than what emerges from humans sharing ideas across space and time with strangers who come to be acquaintances. We share music, sport, literature to create our world. Big data allows us to share in the experience of ideas in new and exciting ways. There's an untapped power. Can we create a new we feeling out of this, so vital to the challenges of our time? Crazy ideas have lots of surmountable limitations. I long for the day, my color, my kind, my gender, my race. Don't trouble your mind I question it all The hatred of men To judge and to fall Where it all began
won't trouble your mind I question it all The hatred of man To judge and to fall Where it all began The mother-in-law syndrome reflects the skewed power relations between the sexes, as well as strife between the generations. The imbalance begins at or before birth. Even today, girls are likelier than boys to die in childhood. They often receive less food, schooling or medical care, or are simply abandoned. This is largely because males still wield economic power. Boys generally inherit land and other assets and are far likelier to bring home wages. Girls are passed to other families as wives and domestic labour. Since men control a family's dealings with the outside world, running the farm or a business, women are left to oversee the home. The legendary ferocity of the Tsars can be seen as an effort to monopolise the little power that is available to her sex.
listening to my big bag of onions. En route to Edmonton Methodist Church, Mr. Redwood and Mr. Cambridge, sitting in the front of the hearse, were chatting about which nationalities they liked burying best. Your correspondent sat behind, with a white metal coffin containing the body of Nana Charawa, a 49-year-old Ghanaian woman digging into his back. Chinese, they reckoned, were the least trouble, so long as you were careful to bring the mourners home by a different route in order to ward away evil spirits. For Chinese funerals, Cribs also makes sure to send a limousine with an eight, a lucky number for many Chinese, in the number plate. It puts an extra smile on their faces, said Mr. Cambridge. Africans, Mr. Redwood said, were more bother, especially when they opened the coffin at the end of the funeral. It's chaos, he grumbled.
we should have a minimum global corporation tax. Many corporations post their earnings in tax havens to avoid paying tax. My proposal would still allow corporations and nations to offer such tax havens, but there would be a minimum global tax that corporations would still have to pay. The funds would go to the UN to invest in critical social and physical infrastructure. Think about it. With global climate change, deteriorating infrastructure, and rapid urbanization, not to mention the demographic changes we're experiencing with population aging and and with the uh, large numbers of unemployed youth, the need for investment in public infrastructure has never been greater. Many corporations now espouse adherence to a triple bottom line of social, economic, and environmental responsibility. But reaching the environmental and social goals often lies outside their core corporate investment strategies.
you're listening to my big bag of onions. Once people understand the idea of competing with code, their minds start ticking through the worst-case scenarios of how corporations and governments and hackers can use information provided directly or indirectly via the metadata of our online activity to scam, trick, or simply rob us blind. This is the dark side of the halo. The thinking behind these dark thoughts is not hard to decipher. The day-to-day -day news is full of horror stories that show we truly are living in a world without secrets. Not surprisingly, legislators are increasingly focused on wading into these fast-moving and complex waters. The European Union passed a new law, General Data Protection Regulation, in the spring of 2016, encoding the notion of a right to be forgotten. Deepest cover 
the Germans could have mustered the 20,000 parachutists that the British government feared. The Kriegsmarine did not have any special landing craft at the time, and its commander, Admiral Eric Raider, did not consider that a seaborne invasion was remotely feasible, while General Alfred Jodl, deputy to Field Marshal Wilhelm Keitel, head of the Oberkommando der Wehrmacht, OBW, the high command of the German armed forces, advised Hitler that invasion should only be contemplated when Britain was paralyzed and practically incapable of fighting in the air. On the 12th of October, Hitler postponed Operation Sea Lion, the planned invasion of Britain, and in January 1941, effectively canceled it. But at the time, of course, no one in Britain could be sure that this was the case and that the Blitz was not the final softening up prior to an invasion. Listen to your community and sports show, YCSS, every Thursday at 8pm, here on Cone Radio. We talk to you in the community. Hi, my name is Anna. Hi, my name is Richard Smith. Hi, I'm Laura. Hello, my name's Libby. Hello, my name's Brenda. Hi, my name's Daniel West. Hi, hello, I'm Bob. So, join Bill, Ian and Adrian every Thursday at 8pm on Colm Radio for YCSS. Because you know, it's all going on and people need to know.
So she chased after her dream with much desire. But when she got too close to her expectations, her dream burned up like paper and fire. Paper and fire, sticking up the ashtray. Paper and fire, smoking up the alleyways. Who's to say the way a man should spend his day? Stato, and this is a Stato apology. Although it wasn't really Stato's fault as such, circumstances did conspire to cause me, Stato, to say something about Morecambe that could have been construed as being factually at variance with an accurate recounting of past events. 
vis-a-vis never having met Colchester United in a competitive football match prior to the 22nd of October 2016. I, Stato, would like this matter now laid to rest, as what I do for North East Essex is too important to be undermined by the failure of persons who shall remain unnamed to arrange for certain statistics to be known at the time that Stato recorded his voice making truth claims for episode 6 of the Bryn and Bill Real Football Radio Show. Stato is happy that this has now been cleared up and need not be discussed again. Join me again soon for another big bag of onions.